Angel Heart Radio program. Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. I'm your host, Deb Goldberg, and it brings me great pleasure to be here with you today. And it's an honor to serve you in the highest way that I can by bringing you messages of divine love and blessings for your life. You are dearly loved, cherished, and blessed. We have a fabulous show with, uh, for you tonight, but Before we get started, I'm going to give you the call-in phone number. It's 714-583-6858. Again, it's 714-583-6858. And we have two other podcasters on Angel Heart Radio. The founder is Anaya Joy Holili, and her show airs on every other Friday, USA time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, and Saturdays. 10 o'clock a.m. Queensland time, and a Net McCoy show is aired on Tuesdays, 8 p.m. USA Eastern time, and Wednesdays, 10 o'clock Queensland time. If you are interested in knowing more about me or working with me or my books, you can find me at debbieandgoldberg.com. You can find my books, Are You Ready to Listen God and God's Covenant on Amazon. So, we have an awesome show. We have had Tonya Don Reckler on before with us, and she was such an, a wonderful host in bringing so much information to us. I had to have her back again. Tonya um, brings people together in a tribe dedicated to assisting others in harnessing their superpowers through mastering their personal power. She's also the author of Watch, Assess, React, and is the executive director of Superpower Experts. Tanya spends her day convincing people superpowers are real and recruiting other powerful mutants. During her career as a government special agent, she she explored the human psyche, honed her superpowers, and cracked the code for enlightened self-actualization. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Oh, well, thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure to connect with you. Oh, thank you so much. So our show tonight is on energy manipulation, transmutation, senses, and intentional molecular creation. So these are big words for some people that may not have heard about (laughs) These, this type of energy work. And so let's get right into it and talk about defining each term and as we talk about it so people understand what it is. So let's start with energy manipulation. Can you help 
define that for people and and um, how you uh, describe that term. Absolutely. I want to set the stage really quickly, too. I have been on the phone all day long, cooped up, and so I'm sitting outside, so there is some ambient noise, and so I wanted to just be, be, be upfront and transparent about that in, in, uh, at the beginning. Um, but I felt like the outside energy was perfect for, the, uh, for this discussion. The energy manipulation started off, I had a vision of me standing on stage and, and cautioning hundreds of people about the, um, the concept of energy manipulation. And it's based on a principle that states that we are either energetically manipulating an environment or being manipulated by it. In every situation, no exceptions. This makes us very uncomfortable. We don't like the word manipulation. It feels coercive. We have all kinds of connotations with it. But ultimately, if you break it down, it's inevitable. The energy is energy is energy. And so it comes down to are you being um, uplifted by energy that's in the environment? Are you being dragged down by energy in the environment? Are you maintaining your energy in any environment? Um, and that's a lot of what the work is that we do at Superpower Experts. And so, so there, that's a component of it. There's also a, we, we talk about predisposed superpowers, and one of the CAT 2 superpowers, so it's a second-level superpower, is energy manipulation. And there are some folks that are predisposed to being able to manipulate energy. Most of them have not come online yet and mastered that yet. In fact, a lot of them are um, in the throes of being uh, manipulated themselves as they discover this superpower. Um, but, but mark my word, it is coming online and those folks are creating really powerful ways to move through the world. Okay. So, um, so now I understand all of this because I, I believe the same thing that you're saying is that we're either manipulating the energy or it is being, we are being manipulated by other people's energy. Now, um, that's really interesting about the predisposed um superpower of energy manipulation because I'm going to I'll ask you about this. I'm being taught by one of my spiritual guides to balance manipulate energy uh my energy so that I am balancing it um so it, that it is infused with love and joy and whatever that energy was is getting transformed. So is that mm-hmm. the same that's, kind? I, I, that's what I call transmutation. Okay. So that, that yes, absolutely, it is a manipulation of energy. Um, so, so that's accurate. Um, I mean, ultimately, we're all manipulating energy all the time, whether we're conscious of it or not. What, what's happening with you is that you're being guided in an intentional process with it, so, and I'd imagine the reason why you're being guided for that is that there's a very specific reason why you wanted that ability and you wanted to be able to hone it. Um, now, I talked about this on the last show that I, uh, with you was, is that all of our superpowers start off as challenges. And we, so, so once we're willing to neutralize those challenges, and it's kind of how that typically occurs for people, they're just tired of the story. You know, they're tired of living in it. And they start to, like, neutralize it and say, wait, maybe I don't have to. Maybe I, I have choice in this. Once they've neutralized it, then they start to see it for the gift that it is. So it sounds like you're on the flip side of that. That um, process that you're talking about is the flip side of a coin. Um, and, and the other side of that coin was some sort of challenge that you probably just managed to deal with the, um, you know, the, the rest of your life prior to that. So you're... 
you took that then and neutralized it, and now you're being trained on how to utilize that as, as more of a power or a gift, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so maybe give another example of energy manipulation that somebody might be being taught, um, you know, that you said that there's people coming online with this. So what might, what might that look like? So the way that we use it is it's the flip side. So people, all right, let me back up. People have all sorts of intricate puzzles that they put together in this lifetime, and it's all their gifts and abilities and experiences and everything else. So the energy manipulation is simply one little piece of that puzzle, and it is the opposite of or it's used by people or honed by people who don't have what we call like a a significant um, willpower. The reason why I'm sharing that is because it it helps to explain how both of those things work. So people who have a significant willpower are pretty used to people just doing what they tell them to do. Like that's just what they're here to do. They They manage themselves that way and they manage others that way. Those individuals seem very powerful and they are up to a point. They're, they're powerful to the point that people will actually do what they tell them to do. They start to decrease in power when people are in resistance to that. That's where energy manipulation picks up. So those folks traverse most of their life being at the um, mercy of the, uh, the folks who have the willpower, right? They typically get talked into things and they don't really know why. And then they, you know, they, kind of get away from that person and they're like, why did I agree to that? You know, so, so that's kind of mm-hmm. their experience until they neutralize it and, and bring this online. And so then what happens for them, my prediction is, is that we're going to see that those folks are far more powerful in terms of persuasion. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the caution is, of course, people are already doing that. Nobody can do it consistently and create goodness and, and, and um, effective results all the time unless they've done the work on themselves to use their superpowers for good, as we like to say. Um, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that people aren't wielding it, and it doesn't mean that you won't get caught up in the crossfire of somebody trying to be persuasive and manipulative for ulterior motives. Um, but the right. folks that are doing the internal work and have gone through processes of self-actualization and development are able to use that energy manipulation piece for good in the sense that able to connect people with their highest, able to move them, even when they're in, in, in deep seated resistance, um, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be very instrumental in moving the masses. So those of us, and, and I'm one of those individuals that has a, a, a strong willpower. And so people do what I tell them when they're ready to do what I tell them. Um, mm-hmm. So I can help the ones and twos and the people that are coming, the change agents that are coming forward. What I predict is that these folks who are tapped into this energy manipulation energy or superpower are going to be the ones that move large amounts of people helping to create that social proof that will eventually move masses. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and this is all, I guess, manipulating people towards their highest good, Right. It's, yeah, it is. And, and the way I kind of delineate that is I say it's, um, it, it's really honoring the person's highest aspect and, and, not, and refusing to go into any sort of agreement with the person's lower frequency aspects. So, mm-hmm. so the, the immediate question I get all the time is, well, don't you have to ask permission before you give people information? And I'm like, no. Like, it, it's not just their information. Like, where I operate in that abstract frequency, we're all connected. 
there is no hiding anybody's information. And if I'm receiving it, they're asking for it. They may not be consciously aware of it, uh-huh. but if I sat around and coddled everybody's minds and lower frequency pieces, it's like I wouldn't get any work done, you know, because we all can easily fall into fear. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at, at any moment we exist there. And so, so instead I, 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 I twist it just a little bit and say, you know, I choose to only acknowledge the aspect of people who that exist in that abstract frequency where I exist. And then, you know, everything else, if they want to associate with it, that's fine. I just refuse to go into agreement with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, you're always coming from your highest or the, the frequency, I guess I would call that love. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a good that, way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a frequency of love of trying to shift people into moving into that same frequency with you. Yeah, and, and again, at the stage that I'm at, I don't really see it as with me. It, you know, I committed a long time ago to move closer and closer and closer to connection to God and, and source and um, to be in that connection 24-7. And so I don't, I don't experience it as me necessarily anymore. I mean, certainly I have my moments where my personality comes out, but for the most part, in the works that I do, it, it, it's just connection. It's, it's the, it is that frequency of love. It is the, um, you know, where we're all one ultimately. Right. And so I really don't see a separation anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, is there anything else about any energy manipulation you think that is important? Like how would one go about learning how to do that or do you, are you just guided there by, um, you know, by <laughs> uh, your own I, being? I mean, yeah, we provide training in that arena. I think that, like I said, some people are predisposed. I believe we all have all the superpowers, but I really mm-hmm. advise people to work with what they're predisposed with first because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's what you're predisposed to. It's what you, there, There's clues there for you. You know, there's some reason why you wanted specific abilities. Um, that's where the superpower design comes in. Is that is that we that's the assessment that dictates that for people. Not because people necessarily need to be told that, but sometimes we have aspects of us that are in disbelief and refuse to remember. And so when we can provide them proof of that, they tend to go along for the ride a little bit easier. Um, and that's how we use that assessment. Um, so I work with a lot of people in determining their predisposed superpowers. Well, that's awesome. Okay. And we have a caller, so um, let's invite them on. Um, hi, this, uh, whoever's number starts with, starts with 443, would you like to ask a question? Well, I just called in, so uh, no, I'm just listening. Okay, that's fine. Uh, thank you for listening, and I'll put your mic on mute then. Thank you. You're welcome. Call in. Um, the phone number is 714-583-6858. And you can actually press number one on your phone and it puts your hand up. And then that way I know that you want to actually ask a question or to talk. So thank you. All right. Um, so the next one that we have is transmutation. So, Tonya, can you help us understand more about that? Absolutely. So it's a little bit of what you were talking about earlier. I worked with this process early on to help take energy from the environment or even from within myself and transmute it into higher energy. 
some of it's getting the message out of it. Different energies get transmuted differently, so emotional energy gets integrated. Um, thought energy or cognitive energy can, can be utilized, um, depending on if you're predisposed to mind reading or not. Um, if you are, then you can simply uh, just, just allow that to flow through you, and there's a transmutation that happens with that process. If you're not predisposed to mind reading, there's a lot of um, packets of information, if you will, that exist within those folks, and they need to unlock them. And the way you do that is through frequencies. That's a portion of transmutation. Um, it's a general term, really, that means, you know, taking something and altering it and then kind of putting it back out there. So, um, I mean, that's how we utilize it. I'm sure other people utilize it in many different ways. Um, where where I think the most valuable, uh, you know, uh, it's not uncommon for you to hear people talking about, you know, oh, well, that's, I walked in that room and it's really low frequency or, or there was negative energy there or whatever, and then, and then disregarding it. Well, our belief is, is that there, you're kind of our job if we're here to really be change agents and, and walk through the world in, in, in a different way um, is that we can assist with that, you know. So there, there, we have the ability to take energy and, and kind of alter it and put out goodness. You know, and, and that's that's a that's a personal decision, of course, and it's also a, a discipline to be able to practice that art because it's really easy, like we talked about before, to get to succumb to the frequency of the environment that you're in. Um, mm-hmm. Some of it, depending on how low frequencies are that you're working in, a lot of folks are called to work in some pretty low frequency areas. And and my advice to them in that regard is to make sure you've got support, high vibrational support, people who are consciously aware of the connectivity and the power of energy and how it connects um, and, and willingly provide that level of support for you. Um, a lot of folks are drawn to me for that work specifically because they know they're here to do some pretty challenging stuff and they want to make sure that they have all the tools at their disposal to maintain that frequency. Um, mm-hmm. But, but the, transmit, the best thing anybody can do if they're really wondering how to get started in this stuff and what all this means, and it seems a little out there, but it kind of resonates with them, um, is really just start the practice of transmutation. And as soon as your mind wants to start to go to something like judgmental or this is this or we need to leave this environment, then, you know, just ask yourself, can I be of assistance here? Can I transmute this? Can I take – and sometimes crystals are good for that. For a long time I used talisman like um, amethyst for tapping into the violet ray or um, – I use blue kyanite for tapping into the Magdalene ray, the frequency of that. And just, just whether you believe that crystals have that kind of energy or not, sometimes it's just helpful to have a symbol or something personal to you. Right now I wear um, a big chunk of Libyan desert glass and Moldavite wound together, um, you know, to the highest vibrational crystals uh, because of the work that I do. And it just reminds me of the commitment that I made. Um, whether they actually assist me in doing that or not, they assist me if I believe they do, you know. So mm-hmm. so I think that a lot of people get caught up in, well, is this, you know, do, do we are we talking to angels? Are we talking to dead people? Are we talking to spirits? Like, who are we really talking to? And it's like, well, my belief is you're talking to yourself, and you're mm-hmm. just talking to the divinity of yourself through all kinds of different ways, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't really get caught up in that debate. Um, I think if anything works for you, then use it. You know, I'm happy to provide people tools and give them advice on that. But ultimately, we're already there. You know, we already exist there. But I think sometimes being being intentional and conscious in our decision-making about I, I'm going to go into these environments, I'm going to transmute it, I'm going to uplift everybody here and stay uplifted myself, I think can be a very powerful practice. Mm-hmm. 
And so, like, that would be getting in touch maybe with making sure that you're in the right space, that you're in touch with your divinity um, as you are in places that you feel need to be uplifted. Um, Or what are some ways that maybe someone can can transmute a situation, uplift it? Well, I I actually... Yeah, for sure. I think that I think that when we say things like that, we, we run the risk of giving people permission to wait. And mm-hmm. if, if they if their energy feels off to not do it, I find a lot of times that in the doing of it, you actually feel better, you know. But if you wait around until you feel perfect and ready to do it, you're you're never going to get there. And so right. I think that um, I find if if you know I may not be feeling a hundred percent, but if I if I do my work and I touch people's lives and I have an impact. I feel better. It uplifts me. And so sometimes you can just use a visualization, visualization technique, like imagine that there's energy all around you and you pull that energy into your body and, mm-hmm. you know, the, imagine you're like this, that maybe you're like a crystal or you're this light. Sometimes light works for people like a violet light or something. And the energy mm-hmm. as it comes through you, it comes in you and it just transmutes to something brighter and it flows out mm-hmm. of you. And, and it's just a good reminder to let that energy flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I do get a regular uh, visualization of me pulling energy in through, I don't know, it's more like towards my third eye, um, pulling it into my body, um, and it completely shifts, uh, you know, like white light or something like that, um, and it completely shifts me um, because I feel like I'm getting filled up with divine energy, Um I don't know what else to call it. It's it. You just feel like you're re, you're resonating at a higher frequency, and um, I think that's a great description. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works for me. Uh, and it like I get vision, so like things just start to happen in my mind, <laughs> um, and it's just, it's just teaching me different things uh, of what I can do to. Um, do I guess what you're calling transmutation. It's good that we're talking about these terms because I think in the past, I guess I would, I didn't apply it in that way. I was looking at it also as transmuting energy, but also your story, Um, you know, that you're changing, shifting the story that you used to have to a more positive story. So I guess that word could be used for all kinds of things um, in doing this work. I agree. I mean, I, we delineate it a little bit more specifically just because of the work that we do. And we find that it's helpful for people to have um, really clear guidance. And so we do a lot of um, story crafting and reframing and stuff. But but you're absolutely correct. It's the, the term transmutation can be broadly applied to just about anything. Um, it's, okay. It's, it's, alchemy you know and so Mm -hmm. so there is um so i i think that it's right and and i really want to offer to people too like don't get caught up in the terms like there you know it's so easy to get lost in all this stuff and to really go into paralysis just trust and and one of the things deb i love about what you're talking about is that you're willing to play you know you're Mm -hmm. willing to to just kind of experience and explore and not and and I, it, there's so much value in that. That was that was the secret to how I moved as fast as I did was I didn't know any differently. 
You know, I tell people, mm-hmm. I, you know, everybody, I'm like the worst, like, personal development person ever. Like, I don't go to workshops. I've never practiced anything. I've never had a coaches. Like, like I mm-hmm. just trusted my guidance and I played with it. And, but I didn't have any constructs to break through because of it. And so I went through things very, very rapidly um, mm-hmm. because I just had that kind of blind faith. And um, I'm writing about that in the current book I'm working on, just what that experience was. I mean, I did some amazing things and very insane things. Like at <laughs> points where I was like, what? what? Maybe I should have thought about this before I did this. But, but just following the guidance that I was mm-hmm. given, and I, I credit that with, where I am now and why I'm able to help people the way that I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's really um, a great way to say that because everybody has the ability to be taught from within and it's, it's about giving yourself the time to do it and allowing whatever's coming through you to, uh, to manifest into, like you said, play um, and to, to see what it's all about. Uh, every time I've done that, I've been fascinated with what I'm shown. And it's always been something positive. It's never been negative. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, I don't abide by the negative. The, to me, anything negative, negative spirits, negative energy, any of that is, is just a reflection of what exists within us. Same, same is true with the positive. So people ask me all the time, well, don't you believe in demons and dark forces and all these things? I was like, yeah, I believe they exist in people. And when we're not dealing with them, we force a projection that's very scary. Um, mm-hmm. But but you don't have to. You know, you can certainly work around that. And so I was sitting in the same place you are in the sense that I, I didn't have that fear because I didn't I didn't hold that stuff within me. And so and, and, I'm, and I certainly don't want to give the impression to folks that it's somehow wrong to get support or to get help with it. In fact, superpower experts exist so that we can all play together. And so that if people mm-hmm. want somebody to bounce ideas off of that, we have people who are positioned to assist in that in a real way. I mean, these folks are, are vetted and they, they're good at what they do. And so there's, you know, that was important to me as well is that we want to play together, you know, and sometimes you do want support and you want to be able to relax into somebody and what you're doing is just crazy enough that you kind of want somebody to say, I don't think you're nuts, you know, or that mm-hmm. we're all crazy together. You know, right. And right. that's okay, too. I think I think the key is, is not to abdicate your power in any capacity and know that, that you are whole, and maybe sometimes you just need help remembering what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I think that that is, um, those are really important understandings that I think each one of us need to go through as you go through the spiritual journey, because our ego is doing everything to make us feel not whole, that we're separated and that there's something wrong when there's nothing wrong. It's just believing there's something wrong. And, uh, but this is, this is really interesting. So say um, you have a client come to you for help and how would you go about um, trying to help assess what they're superpowers or where they are how do you go about doing that well we have a number of different services and stuff because my guidance was um, to keep everything very complex um, because what I find is that when we simplify things um, simplifying terms is one thing but when we tell people look here's the three easy steps and go walk this path and this and that it really removes the focus from the fact that we're all creating something very different and Mm -hmm. so my job is to help people navigate the complexity of life not 
oversimplify it for them. And so that's where we start from. We're, we're really a training. I tell people, it's like, it's less about coaching, more about like Jedi training is what we're doing. And, uh-huh. um, and so, so some people work one-on-one with me and I, and I'm very cautious about that because to work one-on-one with me means that you better be ready to take some responsibility because you don't get to blame anyone or anything in my presence. And so um, that's, that's disciplined work. It's, it's embodying the abstract frequency and, and that's it. And, and so, and some people that's attractive to them and some people it's not attractive to them, um, but they want help in different ways. And so we do offer, you know, our net program is a very accessible, affordable um, program. There's classes and groups. So if people just kind of want to tiptoe into it and kind of figure things out, we have that. Um, we have the podcast, which is free, and there's no, you know, listen to that all day long, and um, you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then we have we have other programs and, and modalities and coaches that that work with us that offer things in just a little bit of a different way. But we're all doing the same thing. We just do it in different manners so that people have different gateways to come to us through. Um, mm-hmm. One of the programs that I do is the Superpower Design Assessment, which I'm um, in the process of training people on so that they can do it as well. It's, um, it's you know, just something that evolves. That I was told to find an assessment, and I looked and looked and looked and couldn't find one that was moving fast enough for the people that I attracted. And so I built one. You know, I based it off of a couple of different things, but ultimately it's just been evolving, and it changes with every person, which I love. Um, so mm-hmm. there's a foundation to it, but ultimately it's the it's the height of a of a um, personalized, if you will, consciousness kind of assessment. Um, so so we have that as well. But but when I work with people individually, I usually throw in the superpower design because it's helpful for the mind to have something to grasp. And we can mm-hmm. always go back because the biggest challenge with all of this is helping people remember who they are. Um, mm-hmm. And it's easy to forget because the world reflects something different until you're ready for the world to reflect your greatness. Um, and so we just work on that. I do um, a lot of the process that I do with people is is the attunement process is making sure they can maintain those frequencies for longer stints of time. And then they're what, and then the, the superpower stuff just kind of unfolds really naturally from that place. There's a curiosity that starts to develop a real confidence and people to start wielding it. And that's when we can really train people in their superpowers. Um, mm-hmm. Early on when I took, when I finally stopped resisting the whole superpower conversation, I thought I was just going to train people in superpowers. I was very naive and I didn't realize how much work was going to come before that point. And so that mastering your personal power and attuning your individual resonance are absolutely crucial before people can use their superpowers in any sort of reliable, effective way. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, if you're going to work with other people and go out there and do things, you, you have to. Um, otherwise, I call it what I what I was doing for 18 years, being an unhealed healer. Um, and so you never really <laughs> you're never really getting down to where you need to go with people um, yeah. because you haven't gone through the clearing out that you have to the process. Right. So well, yeah. it's an ongoing process, and that's why we work in collaboration. Because mm-hmm. as an individual, we can easily sink into fear and ego, but as a as a group, it's much more difficult. You know, if we hold each mm-hmm. other accountable to those higher frequencies and hold those visions for each other, when maybe it's hard for us to see them, um, and that yeah. we're we're actually starting up an internship program for that specific reason is that you know people don't need to be coached; they just need to know what to do. Like they 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 need guidance and they need support and they need tools. 
And that's what we've created. So, I mean, everything from how to write an article about what you do in a way that people can find it, you know, because everybody's skewing, mm-hmm. you know, their 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 guidance and then whatever they're channeling on the paper. But if people can't find it anymore, it's, you know, it's the, the, the waters are so muddy anymore that it, it's challenging at best to get your word out there. And then people get frustrated and then they're putting negative energy out there. So instead we're, we're teaching people, you know, we have podcasts, we bring on podcast hosts, uh, we train them how to do that so that they can talk with people and get their message out. Um, so it's not just the work with oneself, but it's like, how do you actually do that in this physical reality? Right. Um, because you- that's where most people get stuck. They may be mm-hmm. amazing practitioners and crappy business owners. <laughs> right. So, you know, they need help. So, right. so that's, that's a big part of what we do. Right. Sure. And, you know, I've gone through that of, you know, I'm so, I was so used to working one-on-one with people or in small groups, but get me in front of a lot of people. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Um, I'm not flowing the way that I do in a smaller venue. Uh, so those are all things that people have to work on that, and that's all from fear of, uh, you know, all these different fear things that come out when you're in front of people. So uh, it's, it is an interesting process, and that's just one thing uh, based on, you know, how do you be, how do you run your own business um, and get yourself out there? So it sounds like you're doing a lot of different things to help people, um, you know, mm-hmm. from, you know, one, you know, trying to help them, uh go through, I would call a spiritual journey, um, and understanding what, uh, the blockages are and what their abilities are and how to redefine themselves and know who they are. And then what do you do with that? So that sounds great. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, our ultimate work is in helping the changes that's do what they're here to do. And, and mm-hmm. truthfully, a lot of them don't want to be business owners, but they can't do what they're here to do as employees. And, right. you know, so what What other option do they have? And so they set about building their own businesses. Well, we don't need, you know, every change agent to have their own website. It's kind of silly. Um, what mm-hmm. we need are the people doing the work. And, and so we built a really robust um, network, which is based on a learning platform, groups, everything. It's a whole social network. Um, you know, I'm lucky that my husband's a genius and, uh, and mm-hmm. it's a collaborative venture. And that's why we can do all of these things. Because again, my guidance was you have to, you figure it out. And, mm-hmm. um, and there was no way I could do it alone. And so my husband and I were the ultimate collaboration early on. And then we brought our daughter into it. She's eight and hosts her own podcast, but she does the work. You know, people mm-hmm. want to know how, how she's gotten where she is. It's like, she does the work. Like there, mm-hmm. she doesn't get to skip steps. Like, like, there's no silver spoon in her mouth. You know, she has to do the work or else she couldn't maintain it. Um, and, and, and we have other experts and coaches and, and other people who've gone through those processes as well. So we, we know what we're doing, and we, mm-hmm. we've identified where a lot of the gaps are and why a lot of um, healers and light workers and change agents are failing to do what they wanted to do here. And a lot of it's just material world stuff. Mhm. Yeah. Um I think that uh there's a lot of people in that boat of feeling stuck in some way and that they're not out doing and I've I felt like that myself at times but um I know that it's also a process 
And um, so it's great that you're there to help people do that. So let's talk about Claire senses. What are the Claire senses? Well, it's a funny thing that you asked that question because I, I get, um, I'm not real popular in some circles because, you know, I, I consider things like the Claire abilities and psychic abilities, stuff like that, to be pretty low-level superpowers. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and what happens typically is that people will start to awaken these senses. So, you know, clairvoyance, clairaudience, the ability to hear and see things beyond the five senses, um, they, you know, and, and, and they think that they just were handed the keys to the kingdom and now they've got all the answers and that the world somehow owes them an existence after that. And it, it's really just a door opening. And, you know, my, my beef with psychic ability and stuff like that is that if you haven't done the work on yourself and you're not continually evolving, then you, you still have to interpret the information, whether you're receiving it through mm-hmm. visions or through channeling or anything else. And, and I've seen a lot of people do a lot of damage to their clients because they were delivering information and the clients trusted them thinking that they were truly seeing this stuff. And they were, but it wasn't necessarily total truth. And there's mm-hmm. no way to know that unless you're at a high enough vantage point to be able to see clearly. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of everybody continuing to do their work and being held to pretty high standards if they're going to tell people that they can see the future. You know, and, and I'm like, I see the future too, but I see millions of them. <laughs> like there's no, you know, everybody sees the future in some capacity. And it, they're not that special of abilities it's special when you step into them and you use them um, in the capacity that you were asked to use them for and that you agreed to use them for Um, and that Mm -hmm. typically requires a high degree of self-dominion that a lot of people aren't willing to exercise Mm -hmm. Um, and so you and that's why you see a lot of healers and light workers and everything really struggling to make a living but somewhere, somehow, they picked up this idea that if they got this secret to the universe, that everything would change. And it's like, sure, it changes when you put the work in. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do with that ability? Um, right. And, and so there's a lot of really confused people. And ultimately, I think if we, call it, if, if we really call it out, they, they're, they're spending a lot of time judging themselves for not being successful financially or in business, but they didn't really want to be business. They just want to practice their gift. Like, that's just what right. they want to do, and there just aren't enough places for them to do that um, and, and not have to worry about the business aspects. And so we're really trying to relieve some of that pressure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Yeah, because I guess that's also a desire. Like, people need to have the desire to put the work in and to learn new skills and to do things that get them out of their comfort zone. And, and, and that's just like a never ending process that I've seen for myself. Um, I'm learning something new every single day about myself or having an opportunity to work on myself in some way um, or learn a new skill or, uh, you know, things. Sometimes I look at things, I'm like, Oh, that's hard. You know, uh, why do I have to do that? But I do, <laughs> I do have to do it. Yeah. And, and, but I think from person to person, um, the desire levels are all different of, um, if that makes sense, the, just the desire to yeah. put the energy into some of these things. You're absolutely correct. And I had to be okay with that. And, and that's it over the last couple of years, I've really had to get clear about, 
who we can really assist. Um, mm-hmm. and, and those folks have to be willing to exercise total self-dominion and, and understand what that means. And that means you don't get to blame anything or anyone. Um, mm-hmm. for, for our model, they, they have to be tech savvy or being, be willing to be tech savvy. We have a lot of automation, and that's what allows us to do everything that we're doing. Um, so we're not for everyone at all. Um, and, and it, I, you know, I had to get okay with saying that and saying, look, I know we can help you. However, it may not be a good fit for you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay, you know, and, and trusting that other models are popping up and that other people are helping or that maybe this lifetime, they're not just not going to move into that space. And that's okay too. You know, I, I just, I had to go through all that process as we built this because I didn't see that stuff in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, you know, I'm I'm grateful for the people who came forward to help me see that, so that we could build on a really solid foundation. Um, so we're right. absolutely not for everyone, and and I would say the tech thing plays a plays a, um, a minor minor role. It's more the self dominion piece, um, because you know it it truly means that you it's not it's not that you choose your responses to the environment. It's that you get that you create everything. And yeah. in that space, you you can't, you know, it, it's the idea of, like, if there are no victims in the spiritual realm, there also are, are no victimizers. Like, you mm-hmm. don't get to blame. I don't, I don't care what you think you know about Trump. Like, he's not the devil. And if you think he right. is, then you're abdicating some aspect of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and it, right. I mean, it's, it's, on the, it's, it's, it's very clear when you start to see the patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting because... You know, I've understood as I've been going through this spiritual process that we do create everything, that I'm creating my own, um, you know, whatever I'm seeing outside of me, I'm creating. And um, and then it's just and I've and I've seen this before and I understood it. But the other day, it just came so clear that it's actually the way also I'm experiencing everything like say my I'm experiencing my relationship with my husband and if I believe that it's lacking in some way then I'm just I'm just producing that I'm just I'm just creating mm-hmm. more of that rather and so I'm realizing that um on a much much deeper level it's also how I'm experiencing things is creating also what I'm seeing on the outside not just what I'm believing um it's it's what i'm seeing in front of me experiencing it and there i go reproducing it again so that was a there are layers uh, for sure oh my gosh the layers are unbelievable i see there's another caller and the number starts with 917 and if you would like to talk with tonya and i please press one on your phone and if you're just listening that's great too thank you so, okay, let's talk about intentional molecular creation. That sounds really interesting. I need you to define that for me. Uh, that one came about in a really interesting way. I was working with the concept of tr- body tr- uh, body transference was, was the phrase that kept coming to me. And I'm like, what does this mean? You know, again, like I said, I was naive. I just listened and followed the guidance. And so... I was going through that whole process, and I started downloading all kinds of information about the fact that our cells listen to us. It's exactly what you were just talking about um, with regard to how you're experiencing things is how you will see them. 
and being mm-hmm. intentional about that. And that's true of our bodies as well. For whatever reason, we kind of get it with, oh, this opportunity came up or, oh, I must have created this. But we never think about the fact that we get, like, our, our cells store, I mean, at one level, our cells don't even exist. But at the level that cells exist, right. like, that, they store information. And mm-hmm. they pass that information on. And we are in total control of that. When we decide that we don't need that cell to pass on that information anymore, it stops. The challenge is we have solid beliefs about who we are, um, how we mm-hmm. look, uh, what, mm-hmm. our, what our downsides are, you know, what our upsides are, you know, all this stuff. So whether it's um, the body as it appears or, you know, um, personality traits or whatever they may be, we craft those 24-7 mm-hmm. all the time, and, and they're based on what we believe to be true. And so our ability to change that intentionally um, is – is valid and I think I, I think some of it connected with me with um, gosh the Fillmore's work it was forever ago when I went to a Unity of Dallas church and there was they were talking about I, and I don't remember the woman's name but but basically she she grew her leg like her leg had always been like an inch longer than the other and and she grew her other leg you know and then the story about that or Napoleon Hill's son and and he couldn't hear when he was born and then the doctor said he would never hear and he actually lacked the apparatus and over time it grew back. So it's like, so there's all these stories of um, examples of this, but we like to keep those out there, you know, like, Oh, well, like Jesus did this thing, you know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, but Jesus was very clear that if he could do it, you could do it. So, so, you know, I started to really look at that because um, for a while there we were attracting um, folks who really wanted to alter their appearance. Now the flip side of this is that if you think that your appearance says anything about you, um, if you think that it, it says anything about your self-worth, so let's say that you have body image issues and you think that your nose is too long and because of that you're unattractive, until you work through that piece, nothing's going to change. Um, we mm-hmm. seem to think that if something changed first, then we could feel better about ourselves. The same is true mm-hmm. like money and relationships and everything else. You, you never get what you want until you no longer need it. That's mm-hmm. just how it works. Um, and so the body starts to um, change pretty dramatically as you go through this work. Um, but the, but the, the, I, the key is, is, though, is that you don't need it to. You, don't, it doesn't, you no longer have an attachment to thinking that if my body were to change in this way, then I would then be powerful or I would then be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so intentional molecular creation is just that. We, we, you know, our cells reproduce themselves every 25 hours. So you have the ability within a 25-hour period to completely alter your existence and how you appear. Mm-hmm. You just have to believe you can do it. It's like um, Lucy. You know, the movie Lucy, she's walking down the hallway and she changes her hair from blonde to black or whatever. Like, like we truly mm-hmm. have the ability to tell those cells that information. We just don't believe that it can happen. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating, and I, and I believe that. I totally believe it. I know that since I've been on this journey for three years, um, the more that I've been meditating, um, I started healing my body of medical issues that I've had it just started happening um and and so whether it is I feel felt less stress or I was changing myself on a cellular level and so I've seen it I've seen it work um and but it, part of it is me also believing that by doing meditation I'm healing my body so mm-hmm. um so it's 
I know that we can, and I've also burnt myself one time and, uh, Jesus, um, helped me see, he, he just gave me this little way of thinking about, uh, that there's no such thing as time and space. So I needed to look at my burn as if it was a week later and it's already healed. And, and I just, oh, that's you know, beautiful. Yeah, that it was, uh, I I brought light onto my hand and mm-hmm. I meditated for an hour and a half and the burn, well, I, the, the, I couldn't feel burn anymore. There was no more sensation of burn. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I saw that we do have the ability to heal ourselves. Um, so that, that is yeah, we, fascinating. We tend to be, oh. Yeah, we tend to believe it a little bit more with the healing aspects now because energy healing isn't – there's enough proof in our collective consciousness now that we buy that um, where people still lie in a a large degree of disbelief is in the idea of simply being able to manipulate how we appear. And a a big part of that is dismantling uh, and just, you know, kind of unentwining, if you will, the hold that the fashion and beauty industry has on all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are deep-seated hooks. And so you really have to be willing to opt out of all of that and say, you know, so, so where I was playing with it is kind of silly, but it was um, my eyebrows. I was tired of going and getting my eyebrows waxed. I was like, why am I doing this? Like, this is just silliness. I don't want to do it. It's a pain. I'm busy. I don't really have time to go. And I'm like, I'm just going to create it to where I never have to do that again. And sure mm-hmm. enough, it worked. I, I haven't, I just don't bother. And it, it, it just, it just magically kind of created itself to be not an issue anymore. Um, I think there's an ice cream truck. Sounds like the ice cream man. <laughs> so bizarre. Like, what is going on? It's like, doo, 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 doo. I tell people, it's like the abstract frequency is like a big giant circus. And it's like, you better be ready for this ride. Um, but yes, an ice cream truck literally just drove by. That's hilarious. Um, uh, for a while there, it was, um, we would, we'd live in Arizona and we, I would open the door and I would hear tropical bird sounds. Uh-huh. And I'm like, how is this possible? And it was like it was like someone had started playing a tropical bird soundtrack every time I opened the back door, and it was only at night, so I couldn't see. Like, my eyes were like, you know, is this real? Is this not real? Like, it was the weirdest thing, so I finally just asked. You know, I, you know, I talked to my highest or God or whoever, and they're like, yeah, you just got tired. You got bored with the scenery, so you decided to put that in there. And I was like, of course. Like, that makes total sense on some uh-huh. level. Like, I would have tropical birds singing outside of my doorway. Um, uh-huh. So, you know, we play with things like that. But anyway, back to the eyebrows. And so that was a small enough thing that I, my, I could believe it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, could, I could alter it. And now when I look back, like how my body has altered in truly miraculous ways. Now, now I will tell you that a lot of times there's always like something concrete. Like you said, you did meditation, therefore you could accept the healing. So a lot of times we use things in that capacity to say, okay, because I did this, this happened. Mm-hmm. It, it, they're just tools, you know, they're, they're just tools that we use. Um, but ultimately it's all unfolding in the way that it, it's truly magical. If you will, it sometimes is. our minds need a, a, an explanation. Right. Right. Um, so I know that, um, you know, I'll say, well, I'm not even the body, like there's no such thing as the body. And, <laughs> and so I, I get caught up in, you know, okay, I don't even really have one. And here I am feeling things. Uh, and, you know, because of this reality, this virtual reality we're in, 
And uh, but I also know that as I've also done this work of clearing out myself, I've also don't look the same. I've I have pictures of myself over the last three years where my I just looked different. My my I don't want to say my features changed, but I it, I just looked like a different person. It's really interesting. Yeah. It, it, there there are dramatic alterations that happen, and you're right. We are not the bodies, and um, it's trippy. You know, it's really trippy. It's like there's mm-hmm. things happening. Like, um, you know, that's why I said our cells don't exist everywhere, but but it's a it's a convenient story for us to understand certain things, and so we work right. with it. Um, mm-hmm. But recognizing first and foremost that where we exist has nothing to do with here. And um, mm-hmm. and it, this is just the playground for us to work through this stuff so that we can remember where we exist and, 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 and be in that. Um, but we can mm-hmm. experience that here, too. And I think that's where people get tripped up is, like, they think that, you know, if I do this work, I'm going to just magically transcend and I just won't be here anymore. It's like, well, there's, there's work to be done here. Like, there are things to do here. And you can, you can alter your experience here. And, and um, truly, again, just like with everything else, your external environment doesn't really change. Like, you don't amass wealth. You don't have amazing relationships. You don't have all those things that we all dream of until you no longer really need it. That's when it right. comes to you because otherwise you're using that as your determining factor to figure out just are you okay, you know? Right. And when you, you have to be okay first. Right. That's a great way to explain it. So I've been looking at that as as when you get to the point where you realize you are fully abundant in God. You just, you're, if you even just look at the, the fact that you've been given this ability to create and manipulate energy and transmute things and and have and do intentional the 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 fact that you've been given the ability to create you are fully abundant because everything you need is inside of you um so you don't need anything else uh, you have love more than you could ever imagine inside of you and support uh so it's just being here on earth and, you know, figuring out, oh, I, well, you know, I have family, I have feelings about my family, I have friends. And, um, and it really kind of gets you out of looking at that all of those things are there to share your love with, to share information, yeah. to, and, but, but really the abundance of everything is within you because you have the ability you don't need anything because you make everything. You create everything. Right. Well, and, and ironically, like our friends and our family and our clients and everybody else are simply aspects of ourselves, and we're using those relationships mm-hmm. to move further into wholeness. And so it doesn't surprise me that quickly Superpower Experts had to be an international organization. Um, quickly mm-hmm. it's expanded through the podcast and the outreach, and it, it's – that is the work toward oneness is recognizing connection with everyone and all things. And mm-hmm. we're resistant to do that because we believe ourselves to be separate from each other. Um, mm-hmm. We look at our bodies and they appear to be separate. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's, it's just not truth, you know? Right. Right. So you looking at other people as just aspects of yourself. That's the way that I, I look at yes. it is that they're, they're just parts of me. Um, and, 
um, you know, and they're there to um, experience myself and to share with them whatever whatever I have, um, which is which is love. so it is really well, just the beautiful uh, thing is in doing that, it expedites everything. If you can see other people in their Christ consciousness and their aspects of God and their connection, then it's mm-hmm. easier to see it in you. If you can see it in you, then it's easier to see it in other people. Right, right, right. And it's funny because I think that when I started this, it was easier for me to see other people that way than myself because <laughs> I had so much self-loathing I had to work through. Um, but as I, as that changed and shifted, then I'm able to look at other people that way too. Um, but it is always a, uh, it's always a path to, uh, work on because it doesn't stay static. It's always changing, you know, within your experience of the day. Um, it's not always easy to stay in that state of being, uh, and remember well, and those things. That's really the work that we do. Yeah, I, I stepped on you. I apologize. Oh no, that's okay. Um, so, <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say that's really the work that we do because I've gotten to the place where now I've dealt with my reactions to triggers and and managed to um, transmute things and everything else. The message that I've been given here recently is I don't get to get triggered anymore, and I'm like, uh, excuse me. Like, what's on the other side of that? And that's that's what I'm unfolding now is the idea that, you know, every process that we go through um, is only effective until we've mastered it. And then it's no longer effective, and you have to keep moving through them. And so there is, on the other side of that, this, you know, I think we kind of relaxed into this idea, well, yeah, but I'm human, and so I'm going to get tripped up. And it's like, mm. at some point in time, that becomes a cop-out. In the beginning, it's nice because it's comforting to our lower frequency aspects, but it does become a cop-out, and there's always another level to step up into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I keep saying. It's like there's it's, there's just never-ending growth. It's constant. There's uh, Things just keep unfolding. You see them at deeper levels um, and, you know, or new things. It's so it's unending. It's eternal. It's infinite <laughs> is what I see. Absolutely. Well, and I love it because, again, it's the only game that I haven't been able to exhaust yet. So Uh there's got to be some truth in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, well, Tanya, this has been awesome. Uh, I I love all the information that you're bringing to everyone. Why don't you take uh, take a couple minutes to explain how people could get in touch with you um, your website and how they can call you or whatever. So uh, let people know how they can do those things. Absolutely. So the best place is, if you're interested in all this stuff, is go to our website, superpowerexperts.com. There's a quiz on the homepage, so you can find out one of your predisposed superpowers. So that's fun. Um, I think there's always, you can always connect with me on social media. Um, I'm, I'm the only Tonya Don Reckla out there. Um, we also have a Facebook group, Superpowers Are Real, so that's a good way to connect also. If you are hearing a really solid yes with that and you want to, um, and you know that you need to move forward quickly, some of us have um, energetic waves that we're preparing for, and when those waves start to come up, we feel the pressure. I know a thing or two about that, and I, and I am happy to work with you expediently. Um, I, no one, 
I haven't yet had anybody outrun me. Um, but if you move faster than I do and you supersede me, then I'm happy to hire you to, to help me figure out what's next. But the, some of my folks are um, in a state of panic, and, and that's coming from the fact that they know that there's a wave that they wanted to be on, and they're feeling like they're going to miss it. So if that resonates with you, please, please, please reach out. We can support you, and we can help you through that. Um, and, and, and the best way is either through social media or through the website. Okay. That's awesome. Um, so everybody get on, uh, get on the website and then find out what your superpower is and connect with Tonya uh, because this is, she's a great resource of uh, help if you're moving along your journey and uh, you're needing some help. Thank you once again for joining me. <clears throat> it's always Thank you, wonderful Deb. It's always to delightful. talk with you. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> and and also your daughter, did I just see that she was on the cover of her magazine? Yep, she was on um, the cover of Armed and Fearless, and she's rocking and rolling. She has her podcast, Superpower Kids. Um, she's writing her book. So it, it's it's pretty remarkable. Like I said, she's a living, breathing testament to what happens when you do the work. It doesn't matter what age you're at. You know, I have clients, you know, her being the youngest and then, my oldest is in their 80s. So we all chose to awaken in, at diff- different periods because we had to represent this across age groups. So um, mm-hmm. she's doing her part. That's, that's amazing. It's, it's beautiful. Well, thank you again. And I feel uh, so blessed and honored. It's such a privilege to bring our listeners, all of my inspirational hosts, uh, to Angel Heart Radio. Everyone that I bring on this show, including you, Tonya, has brought so much love and wisdom to all of us. And for that, I'm very grateful to be part of this beautiful sacred space. Thank you, Anaya. And when in doubt, never underestimate the power of prayer. You're being listened to and heard first, and it always responds with infinite and eternal love. Remember to go inside and listen throughout through your heart for the whispers of heaven. I love you and God bless you. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on, and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.